ACASTCAST. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Andrew Rowe's mission is to guide you on your journey back to your authentic self. He taps into your limitless potential so you can live out your most aligned life. He's here to help you remember your true power and limitless capacity. Join us as Andrew and I explore authenticity, intuition, and healing trauma as we return to love. Welcome, Andrew, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you so much for having me, Bindi. Now, I'm super excited to be with you today. You're joining us from the UK uh, and we've been chatting offline, having the best time. Uh, For those people who don't know you, can you go ahead and tell us? Yeah, of course. Uh, So my name is Andrew Rowe. Um, I am a spiritual healer coach that specializes in authenticity and helping people step into their authentic true selves, which for me means into their soul self. So moving away from the ego and into their soul. Um, I'm Irish, British and Canadian, born in Switzerland and grew up in France. You're, you're like United Nations You try and remember one. that. You try and remember that because <laughs> my best friends think I'm Swedish. So... <laughs> What a mix. What a mix you are. What a delightful mix you are. Um, Now, what I love about you, like you and I are both on, um, you know, a very uh, tuned spiritual path. Uh, And, um, you know, I'm sure we could talk about that for days on end. But um, authenticity is something that has really bubbled up for me in particular this week. Um, So when you're uh, chatting with someone, or, you know, helping someone to get in touch with who they really are, mm. what's your process? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. I First, I always get them to, to fill out a form. Where, so kind of getting a bit of better understanding of, you know, what is limiting them at the moment in their lives? You know, where do they feel that they're, they're kind of um, at a standstill? Um, and that gives me, starts to give me a bit of a blueprint. And then when I start working with my clients, we have a chat, we go through it. I look at their values and look at, well, you know, what are the top 10 values that you have in your life? And are you living in alignment to them? So Mm. for example, 
maybe one of their values is uh, honesty, um, but they grade it like four out of 10 because they're not able to be honest with others. They're afraid of being judged. They're afraid of, you know, they're not able to be honest with themselves. They can't trust themselves. So by going through this kind of more, um, kind of more logical approach when we look at with numbers um we can, quantitative approach that was what i was trying to look for it gives the client already a bit of ability to see like ah okay so this is what's going on and then when it actually comes to like working with my clients it kind of just you know flows and moves and shifts and so you know say for example you know my client's like well i really struggle speaking my truth i always look at like okay well look that's not been the case forever and this is what people forget they think, oh, you know, I was, I've, I've always been shy. Bindi, I've, I've always been shy. I'm like, no, you haven't. Because when you were maybe one, you weren't shy. Mm. You know, you, it's, just, it's just beliefs, conditions, traits that you've picked up because of your environment. And so I help them go back a lot to their childhood to look at like, well, you know, first for them to see, well, actually, yeah, there was a moment when I was in, you know, preschool and I was laughing and running around and it's like, well, what's happened. Mm -hmm. And so then we kind of break down and understand, well, look, you know, uh, you had a very controlling mother, you know, actually an overbearing mother that like was trying to, um, take away that fun from you because she felt like it wasn't safe or, or what it, what, whatever it may be. And so when I'm working with my clients, it always starts with like looking at the energy that's going on within the body. So feeling like, where are you feeling this? Yes. Right. Let, let, let that be the kind of the, the portal to the next stage, because this is such an interesting thing, you know, as, as human beings, we do not have the ability to release trauma animals they shake it off so if you see a gazelle mm. being chased by a lion yeah and then the the gazelle like escapes the lion it will shake literally shake off the trauma and then just go graze its little you know grass like nothing's ever happened but with us we take it and we lock it in our bodies because we don't know how to let go of it and then hey energy doesn't go it, it doesn't disappear it gets stuck in mm. in different parts of our, our system usually in our chakras but then we can also feel it in different parts of our body as well and so that's why I always start with you know where are you feeling it in your body and then that then brings us to like oh okay you know like I'm feeling anger in my heart at you know a eight out of 10. And it's like, well, why are you angry? Well, X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, well, let's expand that anger and then allow your unconscious mind to bring you back to memory where you first felt this anger. Where did you first feel angry like this? Oh, it was when my mom told me that I wasn't allowed to go out and play with my friends. And so then we're like, ha, huh, okay. So then that's the memory that we need to start working on and looking at and helping that little girl or little boy um, or a little non-binary to figure out like what is it that they were trying to learn in that moment because that's the only reason the trauma is still playing and that's the reason the belief is still so present is because they didn't learn what they needed to learn in that moment right and so they made a false understanding they they did exactly what they needed to do to survive um, but it's not exactly the truth and so I help people find their actual truth so that they can step into their authenticity. Oh, and that has so much power, so, so much power. I mean, do you find, and 
<clears throat> I I did sound healing for like two years mm. and I know there were times where they were digging for that, you know, that stuff from childhood or whatever it might be and I just, I couldn't find it. I couldn't connect with it. I couldn't see it. I couldn't understand it. Do you, do you find that a lot of people can't quite connect with that childhood or that, that first recollection of when that emotion happened? Good question. No. And I'll tell you why. Because we go so deep into the feeling, mm. the feeling brings them. Mm. It. And it's like, it's like, it's not about like finding it. It's about just un- like allowing it to just come to the surface. Yeah. And and it's not necessarily always has to be the the first memory because yes, that, that would be helpful, but sometimes it can just be a really, you know, uh, for example, um, you could have um, someone who struggles to follow their intuition. Okay. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's come from their childhood. It actually could be because they made a, a decision in business where it backfired and they lost a lot of money. And so then they're like, no, I can't do that again. I have to be, I have to always be logical in my approach. Right. And so, so actually that's the most important memory to work on. So actually for me, when I'm working with my clients, whatever memory comes up, whatever that, that, that sensation comes up is the most important, most amazing thing that we need to work on because, you know, our unconscious mind is here to support us. It's, it's just constantly, it's a computer trying to process things. So if something comes up to the surface, it needs to be seen, Mm. you know? And I think that, and sometimes it will lead us to somewhere deeper, right? So maybe it will, it will be like, it's like a kind of a, um, who are those two people, uh, with the gingerbread house? What are their names? Uh, Jack and not Jack and Jill. I don't know. You know, it's like little crumbs. Yeah. And yeah. so like you get you get taken on this little journey until you get to like, oh wow, this is actually what's taking place. But um yeah, I've not really I've had some people who struggle with visualization. Yeah. You know, they really find it difficult to vi- and and actually this type of work really requires you to be able to visualize. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes it's you don't have to see, but as long as you're feeling it, as long as there's some kind of sensory experience and you know, if you've had a trauma and trauma, I just want to really um um explain that it doesn't mean like a horrible horrible thing. You know, a trauma could be some yeah. really minute thing. Yeah doesn't have to be something really bad but it was still traumatic in that moment if that you've had a trauma you will remember it your body will remember it you know what I mean Mm. and unless it's like a really deep trauma and then that's a bit harder more repressed yeah and it's interesting because just a few days ago I was uh, a guest on another show and uh (laughs) <laughs> it it was a very personal uh, interview and uh, they asked me, you know, like when was the first time you remember that, you know, you saw boundaries were not held in place. And mm. what came out of my mouth was something that I'd never said before, never recognised, never understood until that very moment in that interview. And I was like, well, you know, so it's yeah. it's really, I think, right time, right place as well has a little yeah. bit of an element here, you know, like you have to be ready to face you that kind of ready. stuff as well mm-hmm. um, because if you try to force it, like mm-hmm. it's not going to come through. Uh, and, you know, like there's so much conditioning that we have, like you were alluding to uh, before, mm-hmm. um, that we just are unconscious 
of everything that makes us who we are today. You know, like we're like we lock so many things away, we black them out, we forget them yeah. until we actually stop and we listen and we face yeah. our past and the things that make us who we are today. I mean, look, I had a client of mine who um, had an issue around, you know, mother um, and told me that they would never be able to overcome that. They said, it's a mountain that I can't climb. It's not going to be possible. And I said, listen, you know, you said that about other things before and look at you now. Yeah. So maybe this is just that extra challenge, you know, and and when there's that willingness and when that the, the space is safe and they feel really like that there's a safe space and that they can open up and be vulnerable, anything is possible. And yes, it does require us to sometimes have to take out the wool over our eyes or take off the rose tinted glasses and actually see the truth of what that relationship is um, or was rather than being like, oh no, it's all fine, it's all great. Because, you know, at the end of the day, not every relationship is all fine and is all great. Yeah. You're, you're contending with another human being who has their conditions and their belief systems. So of course, there's going to be some polarity. Of course, there's going to be some sort of conflict. And so to say, yeah, my childhood was great. You know, my mother was amazing. You know, that's just putting your head in the sand. It's like, and 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 this is one of the things I always say to like my clients and people who want to work with me, I say, I'm not here to demonize your parents. I'm not here to, uh, this is, the, that's the complete opposite. What I am here to help you see is that no one is perfect yeah. and people make mistakes. But in order for you to get to a place where you can let go of your resentment, let go of your anger, let go of, of all of this, this negative feeling that you're feeling, you have to come to a place where you realize that that's the truth. You have to come to the place that your parents are imperfect and that they are human beings as well. And yeah, within three sessions, we climbed that mountain and and shifted what needed to be shifted. But as you're saying, Bindi, it requires that person to have that confidence and courage and to know that actually, you know what? It's gonna be uncomfortable. You're gonna go, you're gonna start to see this person. It's gonna be like a, a journey. You're gonna start seeing this person for who they truly are, but because of the work that you're doing, you're also going to see that they're coming from their own conditioning mm -hmm. and that they aren't doing it because they're malicious or vindictive, but because they are hurting. And so they only know how to put, you know, hurt people, hurt people. Right. Yes. And, and yeah. And so it's this really, but it's this beautiful kind of, I don't know, like kind of synchronistic experience where everything just starts to harmonize when you start to see, you know, the patterns of humans yeah. and that everything is, is action, reaction, action, reaction. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> you got, you guys can't see this, but uh, Andrew's doing a, a little bit of a, a rolling motion with his hands. <laughs> He's rolling in the deep like there. I'm, I'm creating like a ball of energy. I love it. <laughs> but it, it is true. You know, it's action, reaction and, 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 and emotion is, you know, is all part of it. And, you know, again, I've been having a lot of conversations about, you know, our parents and how they impacted us to who we are today. You know, like it doesn't mean that they were bad. doesn't mean that they weren't great parents. It's just they were doing the best they knew how to do, you know. Like they had their own conditioning and they did the best they knew how to do with what they had, you know. So like uh, there shouldn't be any shame around that. There should be nothing but love for them because they tried the best they could. Uh, and, you know, by getting those things out in the open, it's by no means 
you know, saying they were bad. It's really just yeah. recognising what impact it had on you and how yeah. you can let that go and actually grow, yeah. you know. And, and, and forgive, right? And I think that especially one thing that I've realised is you can love without having to have someone close to you. So actually sometimes loving someone is letting them go. Yeah. And, you know, you may have a parent that's narcissistic and was abusive and, you know, you, you part of you wants to keep them in your life. But actually the healthiest thing for both of you is to create really firm boundaries, forgive them, but release them and be like, you know, they're on their journey. I've done my healing work. I know where I am. I know where I stand. But they they haven't maybe they're still where they need to be and me setting these firm boundaries is is good for both of us yeah. you know and and they can learn that way it's about letting go of the rhetoric that that you may have been saying of oh she's such a effing bitch or you know she's this she's that or he's so da da da, da because you're just actually adding fuel to the fire you know words are cast spells right it's called spelling for a reason so mm. if you're constantly saying that you're actually you're 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 feeding that person's pain body through energy and so then that person is just keeping on that that flex that's why when you see, hear people forgive someone that's why it's, there's such massive shifts that happen within the relationship i i remember um when i i um had my first kind of going through my spiritual awakening and everything and and um was at a retreat and had my Reiki attunement and there was this moment where I really forgave my parents or I, I, I got to a place where I was like, you know what? It was really just the, the surface, but I was just, you know what? Like they, they're not bad people. They did their best. Da, 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 da. And I kid you not, 20 minutes later, I receive a message from my mom saying, Oh, uh, you know, my, uh, your father and I have been thinking about you and wanted to say, you know, how proud we are of you. And I was just like, Yep. Oh my gosh. But, and, and, you know, if anyone says to me that energy doesn't exist, it's like, well, how do you explain that? Yeah. You know, there's the, you're unlocking these doorways that you are not even aware of through letting go of the negative energy and through forgiveness. Um, and yeah, it's, I think it's just a, such a powerful thing. That is so beautiful. And, you know, I think, you know, coming back to forgiveness and boundaries, like, if you can stick to those, it it's really is teaching people how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And if they can honour that and respect that, then, you know, everything's going to be okay. Um, but without enforcing those boundaries, you know, like, you know, it's you, st- you stand for something or you fall for it, right? So it's, it's mm-hmm. really, you know, if you can keep that boundary in place, like it's life-changing. It really is. If people go, oh, I can't do that to you anymore or Mm -hmm. we can't go there or we can't talk about that or I can't Mm -hmm. say that anymore, uh, Mm -hmm. that, that is life-changing and it it can change a whole relationship. I know Mm -hmm. I've been like that with some of my family where I've just gone, you know what, when you say that, it makes me feel like this, so can we not do Mm -hmm. that anymore because Mm -hmm. it's not nice. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it has changed things. They either go, oh, well, too bad, get over it, or I go, all right, mm-hmm. well, then I'll remove myself from that situation because you're not going to change. I'm changing. Mm-hmm. You're not. So I have a yeah a really interesting kind of um, it's it is kind of linked to boundaries. And, and I, I think my mum won't mind me like sharing this. 
Um, but we were watching a TV show and it was uh, like a silent witness TV show. And, and it was about these trans people being killed. And then at the end of it, my mum says, oh, I just don't understand. I was like, what do you mean you didn't understand the TV show? TV show she goes no I just don't understand why people would do that to their bodies it's wrong and I was like okay okay you're being transphobic right now and I was like hey Andrew you've got two options here you can either be part of the problem and keep quiet or you can address the problem and just say look this isn't okay and so I said mom you know you can't you can't say that like yeah. that's transphobic no it's not it's just my opinion I said okay well what if they were black people and you said that it was wrong for them to be on screen would that be racist well yes it'd be racist I said okay so so is is that not the same thing well no it's not I said okay I'm gay what if it was a gay person and you said well oh yeah it's wrong and they kind of deserve what they're getting um and she said well no don't be so stupid Andrew of course I I wouldn't say that I said well there's no difference you're you're, you're not you're not seeing it and she goes oh Andrew just stop it. And I said, mom, I'm not attacking you. She goes, yes, you are. You're, you're attacking me. You always attack me. I said, look, mom, I said, I'm not attacking you. I'm just saying you have this opinion because you know nothing about Mm. trans lives. Mm. Why don't you spend some time researching what it's like to be trans, what it feels like to, you know, wake up and hate your body and want to change it and what it feels like to be trans and how scary it is. And once you've done that, once you've educated yourself, then you have the right to have an opinion. And she said, she just went quiet and and that was the day. And the next day, and this is so beautiful, the next day I was in my office and she comes into in the morning and she goes, Andrew, and I was like, yeah. And she goes, I really want to apologize for what I said yesterday. I said, it's okay, mom, you know, like these things happen. She goes, I just spent an hour and a half researching trans lives. And I can't believe what they have to go through. And it's just so sad. And and I just, I'm just so sorry that I said those things. And I was like, you know what? Don't worry. Because maybe you needed to say those things to get to a place to then be yeah. able to accept, you know? And But because I set my boundaries really clear about what I believe in and what I think is right and what is wrong, it actually helped her heal on some level. But you, yeah, it's scary. Boundaries are scary. You're going to ruffle a few feathers, but in the long run, you're going to help yourself and help others. Yeah, absolutely. And and I love what you've done there and the, and the outcome as well. Like uh, that that is a successful outcome. They're not always successful, can I just say. Not always successful. I've, <laughs> I've, I've had very similar uh, conversations, uh, but uh, with a very different outcome because the opinion's oh, okay. greater than the uh, than the change in attitude. So, uh, you know, there's there's acceptance and there's ignorance. You know, it's kind of like you can only go so fast with some people. So, sure. um, I, I love what you've done there and the fact that your mum actually went. You know what? You're right. I need to like check myself and I need to actually educate myself. And I think that's the thing is that a lot of people in terms of acceptance and understanding, they just don't know. Like they've got their own worldview, they've got their own opinion, they don't want to actually put themselves in someone else's shoes and go, well, what if that was me or one of my kids or, you know, yeah. someone I love? What would that be like? Yeah. You know, and this all comes back to uh, the mission of this whole podcast, Andrew, is, you know, the change begins with us. So, you know, instead of us pointing a finger at someone else, how about we point it at ourselves and go, well, what can I do differently? How can yeah. I look at this a little bit, 
you know, differently. And that's what I love about these conversations is that we can open people's minds and have them think about their decisions and their thoughts a little bit differently. But one of the things I love about what you do is you talk a lot and you focus a lot about intuition. And it's one of my favourite things to talk about uh, because mm. I I like to think of myself as a bit of a master in that area. <laughs> People say to me, oh, you've got a crystal ball. And I'm like, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> but I have a very strong intuition. Um, mm. So uh, people nickname me Queen Bee and uh, I uh, apparently have a crystal ball. So, uh, you know, there's times where – and it's kind of freaky because people will say something and I'll already know the outcome and it, it's based on my intuition. Um, like it's funny, you know, my phone will go off and I already know what it's going to be or who it is before I even look at it. Like I just know, like I, I know – it's almost a little bit psychic. Um, but Yeah, I mean, it is psychic. <laughs> it's it is. It's a little bit psychic. It is psychic. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of intuition, I also got a bit of a bolt from the blue this week. Like this week has just been a bit of a shit show, honestly. But um, I got a bolt from the blue, particularly today, uh, where I was like, mm, I, uh, you know, if I reflected on my intuition and my decisions that I made in a particular situation – uh, if I had another choice, I would have done it differently. Uh, and I probably didn't listen to my gut initially when I made a particular decision and it's now coming back to backfire. And I've gone, mm-hmm. mm, yes, my gut was telling me something and I didn't listen to it and I was under pressure at the time and I had to push through and that was why I didn't listen. And mm-hmm. now it's backfiring. Um, I should have known better. <laughs> yes, it sounds like a, is it a Richard Mark song, um, but uh, intuition is so important in our decision making. Like uh, you know, if you listen to your gut and just sit for a minute, and I think one of the big things is you just need to stop. You need to stop, quiet the noise, take a deep breath, and I know breath work's mm-hmm. a big thing for you too. Mm. Uh, like you just need to stop and listen, right? You know, I work a lot with my clients around intuition and trusting the universe, because if you want to live your authentic truth, you have to come from a soul, listen to your soul in every moment, right? And if you want to live your most aligned dream manifested life, you have to listen to your intuition because, you know, a friend of mine mentioned this and I I now use this word, it's the royal road. And um, we all have this royal road and our intuition is constantly trying to bring us to our royal road because try and say that quickly, really difficult. Um, (laughs) Try to bring us to the RR um, because it's linked to our higher self and our higher self wants the best best for us. And the, the amazing thing about our intuition is, you know, we might make a decision and we don't see the outcome until three years later. But that's what about is about like fully trusting your intuition without fear. And, you know, when I work with my clients in the, the, and this may help some people listening, the most common belief systems around the, around not trusting your intuition is you're afraid of making mistakes. So yeah. you believe that mistakes are true and that if you choose, if you follow your intuition, it's not your intuition, you're going to be punished or it's going to be the wrong, the wrong road. Every road leads back to the Royal road. Okay. And so even if you don't follow your intuition, there's still going to be amazing blessing that comes from that, um, which will be the lesson. And 
and I can give you a really um, good example of that was, as I was telling you, Bindi, um, when I was in Thailand, I got hit by a pickup truck um, on the motorway. And this is the truth. What happened was I was crossing the three lanes and my intuition said to me, do not turn right, keep going straight. And I was about, I always turn right. Why would I not turn right? This is, you know, and it was so split second. I could really, you know, within like four seconds that I just heard that. And then, and then bang, I get hit by this pickup truck. And like my whole life is just turned upside down and blah, 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 break my wrist. And yeah, really scary moment near death experience. And I was like, shoot, this is the outcome when you don't listen to your intuition sometimes, right? Positive thing is I learned a lot from it, learned how to surrender. There's some benefits. We can always see the positive at every situation. But what my guide said to me is they said, you being hit by a pickup truck, because to be fair, just breaking my wrist is getting off quite lightly by, you know, being hit by a, a very large vehicle on a motorway. They said, this is a representation of what it feels like for your soul whenever you don't listen to it. So you being hit by this pickup truck, the pain you're feeling is what your soul feels every single time you choose to listen to your ego, your fear, rather than love. And I was like, whoa, that is incredible. That makes so much sense. Because actually, you know, if you really feel into your body, when you choose to not listen to your intuition, you feel disconnected. Yeah. What happens is you start to feel heavier, you feel irritated, maybe there's an unexplained emotion that comes up, maybe anxiousness, um, and a real sense of disconnection. Yeah. Because what you've done is you've closed that portal, that opening, that connection with your higher self, and you've chosen to come back to your lower self, your, your ego self, right? Um, so that was a huge, huge lesson um, for me. And so, you know, a lot of people who who struggle with following their intuition are afraid of these these moments because they're afraid something bad is going to happen. And hey, getting hit by a pickup pick truck is a pretty bad thing to happen. But it's all about perception. Mm. It's all about your choices, how you want to view things. You get to either beat yourself up or you get to see it as a lesson and an opportunity to grow and to not make that mistake again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and it's it takes a lot of practice. And you know, we yes. are we are human. Sometimes we make mistakes. You and I have both made them recently, <laughs> and yeah. and we're reflecting on that, and we learn from it. Um, I think the key thing is that you know, if we can learn from that, and to, for you to get that message, wow, like that, yeah, that is just mind blowing. Like that'll stick with you forever. Yeah. And hopefully anyone that listens to it can also just kind of realize that kind of the truth that comes with it, because actually it's it's dangerous not to listen to your intuition. Well, you just won't live an aligned life. And we see it time and time again, you know, people who pursue careers because of their ego because they feel like they need to prove themselves they have to make the parents happy they have to do this and the other and then come to their midlife crisis they're like what the hell am I doing what why am I here why do I feel so unfulfilled what what is my purpose you know and actually if you want to find fulfillment start following your intuition start following the love that's within you that light that's constantly just constantly there it's not gone anywhere it's just unfortunately been covered up by all of this other stuff that you thought was true. 
Um, and it's it's so powerful once you crack that code and 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 understand that and and start to to follow it. But as you said, Mindy, it takes it takes practice. And you know, if you want to learn to listen to your intuition, start off small. Yeah. Don't do, you know, big <laughs> decisions for like, you know, business or whatever, because that may it may not be the best thing. But start off small. Start being like, you know, listening to your intuition of what you should have um to eat or, you know, where you should go or, uh, you know, on the weekend or, you know, just start playing with it. Start being more in that kind of flowy experience of being like, yeah, yeah my, and then it will be so much easier when you make those big decisions because you have the proof. You have actual factual proof that every single time you've listened to your intuition, it's worked in your highest and best way. Yeah. Right? And there's probably people listening, Andrew, that are like, oh, well, yeah, that's all very well and good, but like, how the hell do I do that? You know, like, um, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a feeling, really. It's a feeling that you literally get in your body. Um, so it, you can l- ask yourself a question and you just feel it. Like you just know, does this feel right or does it not? Like is there any resistance here or does does it feel like it's going to flow and you you just know, like it's that, mm-hmm. that gut punch no that you go, yes, um, yeah, that feels good. I'm going to go with it. Um, and but for them to get, sorry to interrupt, just for them to get to that place, they have to do all the inner work, right? Yes. They have to get to a place where they can trust themselves. They can trust their body. They can, you know, they, they all of these, just, the, even self-worth. Yeah. If you don't feel, if you have poor self-worth, how are you going to follow your intuition? Yeah. You're just going to be doubting yourself all the time. Exactly. Right? And that's why the inner work is so important. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. You are welcome. Um, a very, very valid point. And and one of the things that came to me as as you were explaining that was, I don't know. It sort of feels to me like a lot of people don't really tune into that intuition till they get a bit older. You know, like you hit that midlife crisis and you go, ah, oh, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, uh, and it was like that for me. But you know, it, this can be something that people much younger can tune into and benefit from much earlier than someone like me. I mean, I have clients who have worked with me. My youngest client was 23 at the time. I mean, that's a substantial investment to be doing at 23 years yeah. old. But the new the new generation, they're so mm. open and, you know, they've grown up with manifesting and energy and crystals and all of this kind of stuff. Like, like that's, that's in their pop culture. Mm. So they're so much more open. Yeah, they also, unfortunately, are so much more um, prone to anxiety and depression, but they're also so much more open to finding solutions and changing and not being pulled into the rat race. Um, because, you know, you were saying um, a lot of people only tap into their intuition later on. I think it's also to do with um, spiritual evolution mm. and how, you know, um, the new generation that's coming in are already spiritually evolved because they're incarnating in a planet that's spiritually evolving, if that makes sense. Right. Yep. So they're, they're already at a different kind of, of, of frequency. Um, but, you know, these individuals who have their uh, spiritual awakening or or um, intuition ex- um, expansion later on in their life it's because they get so pulled into 
the egoic principle of materialism. And there's nothing wrong with wanting things and desiring things and desiring a good life. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it's when you get pulled into, I need this to feel worthy. You know, I need to have lots of friends to feel worthy. I need to have the fancy car. I need to have money to feel worthy. Um, and then also getting pulled into the whole, like, going out for drinks and 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 actually the drinking like i i also drink so i don't want to make myself sound like i'm a saint or anything <laughs> um but the constant drinking is actually just dumbing down what is actually going on within themselves you know um and so it's that whole amalgamation of everything and then when you get to that age i guess midlife it's like things start to slow down, right? You may have kids or you may not have kids, but things start to slow down. You start to see things from different perception and you go, huh, I can't drink every night anymore. That doesn't work with me anymore. Oh, shoot. I now have to face my actual thoughts. I actually have to face that I'm actually deeply unhappy within myself and that something needs to change, yep. you know? Yeah. You actually have to adult one day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And yeah. you learn that it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can, it's not not the not the most fun when you have to you know do your tax return, pay the bills, <laughs> and all that jazz. But then there's so much fun stuff being an adult as well, right? Mm. Um, and actually, and I think you know, just because you're an adult doesn't mean you can't be a kid. Mm, absolutely, uh, and that I, is a huge thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Have fun. Yes. But it doesn't mean that you have to snort lines of cocaine off a toilet see and drink you know pints and pints that 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 doesn't you you can't can do that i'm not saying don't you know be <laughs> yourself be expressive whatever i'm not i'm not saying don't do it but i'm just saying that you can have fun in a more you know kind of innocent childlike way mm. it doesn't have to involve substances that actually dumb down and lower your spirit yeah and i think uh you know having that element of play regardless of our age like that that is transformative to our brain you know it opens up the whole other side of our brain and we can inject that into any part of our day regardless of who we are what kind of job we have you know if you can put that in every day it's going to just change the whole flavor of your day you know mm -hmm. if you can put some play in there have some fun have a laugh like that is how you know you're alive mm-hmm mm. Yes, I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Now, Andrew, um, I reckon I could talk to you all day on a million things, uh, but if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? Um, so they can go to my website, which is www.andrew-rowe.co.uk um, or find me on Instagram, which is at andrewrowe, so Andrew R O W E one 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 and my Instagram. I do lots of funny videos and I give a lot of free content around belief systems and how you can, you know, change those belief systems and stuff like that. So that's the best way to find me. Amazing. And I did want to dig a little bit deeper before I let you go on authenticity, uh, because mm -hmm. you know uh, at the moment. There's world pride going on. People are celebrating uh, sexuality and uh, their identity. Uh, and uh, we both uh, are, you know, in the LGBTQ community. Uh, and I think uh, that's, a, that's a big thing for a lot of people is being able to accept authentically who they are regardless of where they are in life and where they show up. Um, what kind of advice would you have for someone who's listening to us and they're really questioning who they are? and 
how they can find it. Mm. You know, the people who are listening who, who, who are questioning that already know the answer to that question. And I think it's just being able to be brave and know that one, let's, we don't need to label things. You know, you don't need to have this kind of like, I fit in this category, you know, sexuality is on a spectrum. And we actually, when we label things, it can make things a little bit more stressful and, and worrisome. And so if you don't label it, then you can just start to explore. And if then it feels like it's something that feels aligned to you, great. But, you know, if there is fear around that, rather than allowing the fear to eat you up, start to look at, you know, why is that fear present? What are you afraid is going to happen? You know, are you afraid you're going to lose your family? Are you afraid you're going to be persecuted? Are you afraid you're going to lose the respect of your colleagues, whatever it may be, and then start to make an inventory of why that's not true. Um, Because if it's possible for me, if it's possible for Bindi, and if it's possible for Neil Patrick Harris, don't know why he just came to mind, (laughs) then it's possible for you. You know, no matter where you grow up, no matter what your community is, you will find some, you know, if your family don't accept it, you will find a new family. But the most important thing is that you live your truth, because if you're living a lie, you know, it's going to kill you. And it does for some people, yeah. which is really sad. And yeah. so just just face the fears. You know, you are love. You will always be loved um, no matter what. Uh, whether that's with your family or your chosen family or anyone else, you you are always going to be loved. Oh, Andrew, I absolutely love that. You you are an angel, an absolute angel. Thank you for that because, you know, there's one of the things I say to people and it drives them a little bit nuts is I hate labels. I absolutely hate labels uh, and I hate being labelled anything because I am unique um, as is everyone on this planet. We are our own little snowflake, our own little miracle, (laughs) but I do not love labels. Uh, And, you know, whatever you want to call yourself, whatever you identify as, however you want to express yourself, that is completely fine. Uh, As long as you can do it safely, I think that is the best thing you can do. Like, don't give a shit about what anybody else thinks, you know. You are you and be you. That's, That's all you can be. Um, mm-hmm. you know, as a human. And I think what you've d- said there is exactly that, you know, like don't try and put yourself in one of the LGBTQ boxes. If you don't fit there, that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. wherever you fit, however you feel is absolutely normal and just go with it, explore it and find you. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I would leave I would leave this podcast with just one quote. I'm pretty sure it's Oscar Wilde that said this. Um, and if it's not, then sorry uh, for your false information. But um, be yourself because everyone else is taken. Oh, yes. 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 Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I could not agree more. Now, Andrew, I've got the last big question for you. Are you ready? Go on. Mm-hmm. What's a change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? Hmm the first word that came to my mind was compassion. And so I think the change I'd like to see in this world is just more compassion. Um, it starts with compassion for self. So in the, all those moments where you made mistakes, where you felt like you weren't good enough, where you feel like you don't fit in, just be compassionate with yourself and know that you're on the journey of growth and 
nothing can grow if you shout at it scream at it you know you know be mean to it it just it it can't it things flourish with love mm. um and if you can have more compassion with yourself you then automatically have compassion with others and then that will create this beautiful ripple effect where more people will love each other rather than hate each other amen I don't, i'm not sure there's anything else that needs to be said after that oh what a blessing you are andrew thank you so much for being a part of the ethical evolution Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wannabet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wannabet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electric Acid Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electric Acid Networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So keep listening to Electric Cast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.